do, baby. It's free agency. We are in it. It is nearing 7 o'clock Central Time on June 30th. Shit's happening, man. We're going to talk about all of it. What's going on? Woj bombs over basketball. Woj bombs <laughs> over basketball. Woj bombs over basketball. Woj bombs so. over basketball. <laughs> Dude, it is... This whole weekend has been pretty wild with all the rumors and stuff going on. So we're going to kind of recap the signings thus far tonight. There have been... Free agency has, quote-unquote, been live for two hours. And amazingly, there's these multi-million dollar, multi-year deals that just have been able to come together as teams just started to talk with each these players. Yeah, that is... It's fascinating. You're right. Yeah, especially considering there were some deals that were reported even before. I mean, I get like 2K being able to make these deals like happen in a matter of you know a couple minutes after you click on that free agency tab. Which, man, all I've wanted to do is play 2K <laughs> the last like week. I played with a it. lot of it in the last few days with so the T Wolves. Did you uh, fix the T Wolves? I've fixed them, which, tell you what, Trade Finder and 2K, that will solve all your problems. If only if only doing that in real life was a possibility, <laughs> that would be awesome. Unfortunately, that's not. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, yeah you're always willing to give. There's always, there's always, like, a team or two in Trade Finder that just, like, get crazy excited about whatever player you're putting up and they'll offer you like a really nice deal yeah it's like you want to trade here's an unprotected first for you want to trade Bledsoe yeah sure that was a bad signing I'll get rid of Bledsoe that's not a problem and for some reason they think Drew Holiday's deal which when it was signed I thought (laughs) was bad Here's Drew Holiday. I will give. I'll get rid of him. No problem. It's like, wow, this is great. Here's Drew Holiday and an unprotected first for Andrew Wiggins. Nope, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, that's not gonna happen in real life. But we should start with with Nikola Mirotic signing (laughs) in Barcelona for seventy million euros. I'm actually really pissed off about that because I traded for him in fantasy, and now (laughs) fantasy stats. Does it count for Europe? I don't think so. I mean, I got to talk to our commissioner and, and dig into that because I want to try to get an exception. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we're not going to start there. We're going to start with the Nets because they got fucking Kevin Durant tonight. They got Kyrie and Kyrie. Should so Kevin Durant. Uh, no, and DeAndre I mean, Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan, who is clearly the primary benefactor out of all of this. Yeah. So funny. It's just like you're getting paid so much money. Well, I didn't even see what his deal was. Has that come out? I bet you he's getting like the mid level. Yeah, so he might be getting the he might be getting nine million dollars a year, but it's like you're a good hang. Here's a couple million, so good for him. Uh, so obviously, huge impacts here. The it's gonna be a four year deal if it does not end up being a sign and trade for KD. He is not playing yeah. next year. That's not news. But uh, what this means for the Nets? Do you think? Do you and think KD Warriors? It's huge. Do you think KD specifically signed with the Nets over the Knicks because he wanted to make his announcement using a Biggie song? Uh, I would guess it probably had more to do with uh, Kyrie's association with Rock Nation and. Well, that just started. 
I don't know if right. That... I, I, no, I know, but I'm just like that was the thing. Um, well, I mean, KD had said like on Bill Simmons Potter that every time that he thought Kyrie was like one of the most talented players. Yeah, and they are friends. Yeah, and the Knicks have which had makes sense a lot of problems with their franchise, uh, which. I don't think we need to dive into, but there are reasons why some guys would not want to go to the Knicks, and so it's not all that surprising that in main part because in main part because the Knicks aren't willing to offer KD we're willing to offer KD the full max. So that was just reported a bit ago, and wow, what are they thinking? Well, I mean, I understand from this perspective of like, yeah, it's just like too risky for their their liking, but. It seems a little late in the game to be afraid to do it because it's kind of like what you sold your fan base on <laughs> for the last two years, and right. even when you when, you know trading Kristaps was a part of that idea that hey we're doing this because there's a bigger there's bigger fish out there in the sea we're trying to get, and that bigger fish is uh, Zion Williamson without. A forty-inch vertical, also known as Julius Randle. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, so the the Knicks did sign Julius Randle tonight for a after a lot of the really big names. You know, there are a lot of names I should say. So this is it's seven of three. Daniel Russell, Jimmy, um, Tobias just signed. Clay, they have nothing formal has come out, although it's been reported that Clay is likely going to come back on a max five-year contract with yeah. the Warriors. But yeah, that's probably going to get announced later tonight. Oh, that's, that'll be there official. There are still some big names out there, but you know, the the Knicks had lost out on their primary targets. Kawhi has some meetings. We we don't know what's going to happen out of that. It doesn't seem like we're going to get an answer on him just yet. And so, this Back is to obviously, Brooklyn. yeah. So next season. So Knicks, LOL. Knicks still Knicks, LOL. Knicks still Knicks. I like Julius Randle. He got paid. I'm happy for him. Oh, I'm happy for Julius Randle for sure. I love Julius Randle, but um, Knicks still gonna be the Knicks. If I was being promised Kevin Durant, I got Julius Randle. I would be pretty pissed. And once again, man. Shout says not knowing any Knicks fans, because then it's fun to make fun of this openly and not feel bad at all. Oh, yeah, I don't feel bad. Plus, I don't think I could be friends with the Knicks fans, so... Unless it was, like, Desus and Mero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd be friends with them, that's for sure. Yeah. They've been they've given you some of your favorite sayings over the years. Yeah, a lot of them. It's, <laughs> hey. But... <laughs> the been with them from the beginning, man. I was, you know, just... No. Very, very deserved. Uh, so if you just look at the Nets roster, obviously next year, they're, I think they're going to be a solid team. They were a playoff team this last year. Without Kyrie. Without Kyrie, you place D'Angelo with Kyrie. They also got Garrett Temple on like a two-year $10 million, which is a very good value, I think. I think Garrett Temple is yeah, pretty solid player. And they, they still got Dinwiddie coming back. They got Joe yeah. Harris, Torian Prince, who they got in the deal for Alan Crabb. And I actually... Still, and then they have Levert and Jared Allen, too. I kind of like the Dinwiddie-Kyrie fit almost better than I like with D'Angelo. And, and they should be able Dinwiddie. to play those two together quite a bit. Yeah, like They're I think that of, opens up like a lot just as far as Kyrie being able to be more... Is this is a 
more is just a more pure spot up shooter than D'Lo. So next season, it's going to be interesting to see what they do at power forward without KD. Like obviously, you can play him in a lot of different places when he's healthy. He won't be playing next season. So next next year, their ceiling, I think, is you know maybe the second round in the Eastern Conference. Uh, but when KD is back, this is going to be. We don't, I don't know what I mean, the East is going to look like in a year from now, but they're probably going to be the best. They have the best roster. You got to see what you got to see with. You got to see what uh, Philly does. Philly and I mean, so, I mean, I think and we're, we still need to talk about Boston. If too. if Kawhi, well, uh, yeah, we will get them. But I mean, if Kawhi leaves the East, I think it's Brooklyn, Philly, and Milwaukee then, but. We also, I mean, I think Indiana is going to be back in the mix next year. Um, I think the East will. I mean, it, depending on what happens with the Toronto. I mean, so you might drop off there, but um, with the addition of of Indiana kind of bolstering things and, and Old Debo coming back, I mean, I, I think you might get a solid. Like, you might just have a solid seven teams. Establish seven established teams in the East going into next year, right? Because Philly, so Philly's keeping Tobias. Yep, they're bringing him back on a thirty-five plus million dollar deal, five years. Which, if you're them, given the assets that you gave up, and I, he fits perfectly what they want to do. They need shooting desperately, especially since they lost JJ Redick on a two-year deal to the Pelicans tonight. Shout out to shooting. JJ. Uh, yeah, great deal for JJ Redick, and he's a. We'll get to Damn. that too. But I'm gonna love the Pelicans now. It's. Pelicans I wish they had different be, jerseys. Yeah, how, how great of a league pass team are they gonna be? But they're gonna be the best league pass team. Uh, but Philly had to pay him. They had to keep him. What end up? What ultimately ends up happening with Jimmy is gonna be interesting to see. Which right um, now it's like it appears. Well, there was reports. Miami. Going, yeah, as of earlier this afternoon that about Miami. Um, but, all right, wait, let's, let's wrap up Brooklyn quick. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing here, it'll be if this ends up being a sign-and-trade, that could change some things here. But ultimately, the Warriors are now cap-strapped. They're not getting return on KD, it looks like. And next season is going to be very interesting with it likely being Draymond and Steph at least until the All-Star break, most likely. Best-case scenario, Clay is ready to go by then. Um, and that's assuming he resigns. Yeah, but, no, he will. So you're, we're going to see the... We're going to see the version of the Warriors, you know, when they when they last played without KD, which is still a great team, a championship-level team. But the West is also just a lot better since then. Uh, and it's going to be really interesting to see how the West shakes out with them. And the Nets, like I said, they should be a playoff team this year That where conversations are really getting going is when Katie's back from injury and yeah. how he responds to this Achilles tear. I mean, I, I do think... What a, what, a, what a night for Brooklyn. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just, it's really... Um, I mean, it will be cool just because, like... They, I mean, they do have so many established guys. Like that roster is pretty established. With, I mean, the the one tricky thing is it's going to be like they're going to have to do two, two kind of integrations here of just one Kyrie playing with all of that group, and then, I mean, 
but where I look at it in some ways, as long as Kyrie, you know, takes this experience from Boston and, and kind of does it differently this time around and like with KD there, hopefully that will help kind of manage Kyrie's um, <laughs> different different behavioral um, and, and just kind of oddities and how he was as a leader. But because um, essentially, yeah, it's going to be Kyrie's team for the first year, but, you know, there has to be that written understanding once Kevin's back that it's, you know, Kitty's the lead dog. And is, is Kyrie okay with that? You would think yeah, so. Yeah, it's just a huge... Because really what you're going to have with this group, right, is that, like, it's going to be Kyrie's, he's going to flow. And maybe that's good. Like, he can connect with all of these guys without KD. Because, I mean, some ways Kevin Durant might be one of three players I think you could drop onto any team and they'll be good and, and go well, you know. Uh, Kyrie? You know, no, KD. Ke- oh. Kevin Durant, I think you, like, you look at him at the Warriors, like, it just was kind of, you just put him on that established team and went. So they, in some ways, this works nice because they get to, Kyrie can grow his chemistry and just rapport with the established dudes on the Nets already and then just, you know, insert KD in there year two and he'll, He'll find his spots and do what he needs to do. Um, what I find really interesting, though, with the, the Nets is not going to be almost even from a basketball perspective. It's like the outside is these are both two dudes that have really struggled taking criticism and and from any aspects of the media and just public criticism. They've always had like a nice, pretty much a shelter around them and then when they haven't had that they haven't really performed well so there isn't really they're not helping one another out from that perspective of like you know Kyrie had LeBron in Cleveland KD had Russ in in OKC and then granted when he went to the Warriors Kevin Durant had you know a few other guys but so he was kind of left off on an island in, in, in many ways um and Kyrie being the lead person in, in Boston just didn't work. No. When, like, Not all, all. <laughs> that. So, like, who, which one of them is going to take the blame if things do go bad at some points? Is it just going to be, like, they point to each other and it's, that's it? Or do they have a, a uniform dancer? Will they take it on together? Um, that that, that kind of dynamic will uh, definitely be... Uh, in, an interesting one later on in this whole thing, but um, no, I mean, good for Brooklyn for literally being uh, it's super funny. Just the idea that of how much they were laughed at and everything. We're now what three years removed from that, probably four years from that trade. The oh, Kevin, right? Yeah, more the Kevin, lo- longer than that. Five five years now. Five six from seven the, years. I mean, it's been a long time, but they, I mean, they paid they paid their dues but, from that trade for a long time, and they got a lot of shit for it. And now all of a sudden, yeah, they yeah. have some good assets. They had cap room at the right time, but and they they made this work. But if you told me if you said this, yeah, after that trade and all that, like, and how much puffing out of the chest Boston has had and everything, like, you tell me that in the end of the day that. The Nets were going to be the one that end up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I would have been like, "Get out of here!" Like, how? 
Like, what right. else are they going to do? So, I mean, I think that's a huge shout-out to uh, the Nets organization. Yeah, just to be able to draft really really in tough spots first off. Also, I mean, being savvy outside of the draft to get some quality players. Um, but, yeah, really hitting on some guys that I don't think, and, you know, Jared Allen I, I do like a lot, but uh, and I think he really took steps this year, but that entire roster, and, and Spencer Dimwitty was a huge steal of a guy that they were able to acquire, but um, you, know, you look at the whole roster, I don't think there's there's anyone else I would really say like is a pivotal piece, but you essentially have some really, really nice role players ready to go under team-friendly contracts and are... I, I you know you're not going to have anyone in there that's that isn't going to kind of conform and, and work with Kevin Durant and and, and Kyrie to you know play with them. I think they're all pretty manageable, good you know just pro basketball players on that team. Right. Let's talk a little bit about the team Kyrie's leaving because they got Kemba Walker for a four-year deal so that they they get Kemba who at least on paper is a very similar p- player as yeah. Kyrie and just I mean he is great in isolation he takes a lot of difficult shots they are smaller point guards they they have their differences but similar players on all so yeah replace Kyrie with hopefully a guy that fits better with not a bad consolation culture and can kind of turn things around. Uh, they needed a point guard to step in because they didn't want to pay Scary Terry, who went to the Hornets tonight on a 19-plus million-dollar deal per yeah. year over three No thanks. Years. No thanks. Yeah. I mean, that's a high risk, but if you're the Hornets, like, what do you do? Yeah. Uh, so they take it Scary Terry. To add to their team of bad ro- bad contracts. And... Kemba's going to step in for the, for Boston. All signs point to Al Horford leaving. We don't know where. Yeah. Rumors around him going to Dallas, or which I don't think they really have the cap room now. Because uh, they also the signed Clippers. Dwight Powell. Right. So, or the Clippers, or we're not really sure where he's going to end up going now. And the Kings were rumored, but Harrison Barnes coming back on a – 20 plus million dollar deal for them makes that a little bit difficult as well um so anyway my point here being that they they still have a hole at center um and i ultimately what's going to end up happening there um you know they the good thing is that that's relative that's a pretty cheap position to find they should be able to find someone there Enos cancer or someone that they're interested in but you know the idea of if their starting lineup is some combination of kemba jason tatum gordon hayward and then I don't know if Marcus Smart or, or Marcus Smart or Jalen Brown are going to start uh, or come off the bench. But then them with some serviceable center, what does what does that do for them in the East? And I think it, I think they're going to be really competitive and fun to watch. But I don't think it really makes them a contender unless Jason yeah. Tatum takes I think Kem- forward. But it's a good. I sign. think Kemba's. I, mean, I think Kemba's uh, a f- hell of a consolation prize for them to get. You know, with the Kyrie debacle going on, um, and I yeah, I think it's good. I'm happy for Kemba. He's going to be in some competitive, you know, basketball games now. I think going forward, which he was never going to be in Charlotte, and I'm glad in in many ways that the 
he's getting that opportunity because Charlotte uh, strangely decided they didn't want to, they you know, decided they were going to just cheap out on him as far as resigning him. And I can, I guess, understand it, but if you really looked at it and said, you know, we're better off uh, not moving, you know, not long-term committing to Kemba and we're trying to hit the reset button. We have these other contracts under. Um, we want to kind of get out from under and then rebuild fresh. I think that's fair, but I then wonder why they didn't trade Kemba at the deadline. It makes it, that like, them doing what they did makes it even stranger that why they didn't move him and get anything in return. Um... And then to lowball him the way they did, I think, was pretty insulting to him. And I'm, in many ways, though, just glad they did it because uh, I'm. I, I'd be nice to see Kemba playing some competitive games and not just watching him at six o'clock when I get home from work on League Pass for the first half. Like that'll be pretty cool. <laughs> see him in some prime time moments. I think. I mean, yeah. Kemba. That's what how we everyone fell in love with him at UConn was in these big state, you know, the Big East tournament, and then in March Madness. Uh, so I think he's more than ready for that, and that'll be really cool to to watch. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think they're – you said it perfectly as far as, uh, like, that team. Well, I think there's two parts. I think Jason Tatum would obviously need to get – and be leap years ahead of where he was this season. You need to see more of him growing on what he was doing his rookie year which you don't really usually expect to say <laughs> about a particular guy. He needs to play like more than he did when he was a rookie. Um, but that needs to happen. And I think I think you could make you could and I wouldn't argue it depending on who they bring in to replace Al Horford. Um, although I think that's a just a huge hole that's going to hurt them more than anything. Losing Al is that um, you know is year as another year removed from that injury for Gordon Hayward? Does he get back to being more of who we saw in Utah? Because that's, that's cause, a great. That's a great point too. They need him to be the twenty-five plus. Because if Gordon Hayward's guy. anywhere close to where he was in Utah, like that's the that team isn't st- that team still isn't. I'm not gonna, but that team could sneak into a conference finals and lose potentially do you know whoever the other team is or you know if injuries riddled they could be the default team that way but um you know stacking up pound for pound against some of these other teams in the east they would i think still fall short but system wise and efficiency wise i think they could be a better version of what they were this year just if you look at not having the turmoil and stuff in the locker room as well and just getting out from underneath that, there might just be a weight. But at the expense of losing Al Horford, that's tough. Because I think if Al Horford comes back, I if Al Horford was on this team, I could be sold to this team making the finals. With those other things, like we just yeah. said, happening. Uh, but I don't see that with the Celtics, right, like in this scenario. But I do think it gives them... Well, did you read Jackie? I Mullen's didn't yet. I saw it. No, I did not. On, on the Celtics. It's a quick read, and I won't spoil the whole thing. But the you can go through it. Do it. Hey, if you read it. A lot of a lot a lot of blame. Yeah, a lot of blame to put on Kyrie with this stuff. I, but it's not like the younger players in this team are oh. completely 
vo- like they should they shouldn't everyone has blame their fair share of criticism with this because they like I, I mean Al Horford maybe to a degree because he never really called Kyrie on his bullshit and the younger guys just they they went out on, on nights when they had back to backs when they shouldn't have and. and um, you know, which is typical young guy NBA stuff, but like it's reasonable for a veteran to yeah, be. Yeah, like, a guy that won the guys, championship. Like, you should be getting ready for our game against the Heat tomorrow, not not going out in Miami tonight till five AM and then we're gonna I did read so that you, part. You get I did read that little blurb in that from that story. So, yeah, so it's not like these Oh, I think everyone's to blame. Because, I mean despite the fact so they, Despite they the fact got to fix that, they got to make sure that they yeah. have that. I mean, like Kyrie, guys too. Kyrie, Kyrie definitely has his, has his shortcomings that. and like definitely failed in a lot of ways. But um, I don't think he just decided to like just be a dick to everyone just because he wanted to be a dick. I think there was definitely things happening to him, and um, I do think it does definitely fall on Brad Stevens and. Dan Ainge, too, for not trying to do more to reconcile a lot of that. Um, because I think it all could have been avoided. And it just kind of snowballed into what it was. And you went from him in the beginning of the season asking if it would be cool if he resigns with Boston to basically ghosting them <laughs> once the the season was over and now signing with... Uh, with Brooklyn, it's it's kind it's crazy, man. Uh, go NBA, man. Go NBA. It's uh, so the this next segment I'm just gonna call PJ's corner because this is where we're gonna talk about your favorite teams here. So the Bulls side, big Thad Young fan. Thad Young, that's pretty. A exciting. little bummed I got rid of my Thad, Thad Young, Young uh, yeah. jersey when his my Thad Young Sixers jersey that I used to own. So he's coming to Chicago. I think it's two and like a on. little. I, I don't um, know if the third year is fully guaranteed. Uh, okay, so two or three years. Uh, more importantly, <laughs> bearing the lead a little bit here, the Bucks yeah. had a lot going into tonight. They were able to bring back Chris Middleton on a five-year deal, hundred seventy. A lot of money, bucks, which is a lot of money. But I completely understand the position that they were in and they would have to do that. Plus I think that says a lot about what they're willing to do come Giannis's extension yeah. here in a few years. Because if you're willing to pay oh, definitely. that, I don't think they're gonna have a I don't think they're gonna have a problem paying. I don't Giannis think there's a question that they would I think any team would pay Giannis fifty million dollars if they could. And it says Giannis, we're gonna do whatever we we need and to he, do. And he And I think it also speaks around. to his relationship with Chris Middle, I, I you know, I, I think those guys they vibe. they realize that investing in Chris Middleton that much is a, a good. It's helping Giannis, and that's what Giannis wants. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you you ask Giannis, hey, you do you like playing with Chris Middleton? Yes, okay, boom. Yeah, that's why Jabari Parker's on his going to be on his third team uh, probably bring- in a year because. Him and him and Giannis obviously yeah, didn't vibe. Yeah, um, but yeah, they re-signed Brooke Lopez. Yeah, Brooke they Lopez signed um, George 
George Hill do a three-year, twenty-nine million dollar deal, but they uh, they Sign let Malcolm Brogdon go, which was the I think was probably the of you know obviously the big names, but Malcolm Brogdon of that like second tier group or whatever you want to call it was probably the most talked about guy. Um, you know, Bulls were rumored for a while to be, offer him maybe they were going to go for a four for eighty. You know, they later said like they were not going to. Um, break the $20 million mark for him. So, um, obviously with this this deal and the sign-and-trade, I don't think they were also willing to give up additional assets and stuff to then give him an extra year or anything. But um, I'll, I'll be honest, I, uh, I, I, I would like to say that I'm, I'm upset they got rid of him. I think Malcolm Brogdon's great. Um, you and I <laughs> had talked uh, before this, and I think you know where I'm going with this, though. But like, I'm not here to give Malcolm Brogdon any six million dollars, man. I'm just it's it's he's a great player. I think for a second round pick, they hit great drafting by the Bucks old regime. But to get him, um, great value. But I think there is the ceiling and floor of Malcolm Brogdon is almost a, like I think the type of player he is. Uh, is you know what you got this year is probably the best he's gonna be at any point in his career, and that's fantastic. And yeah, I'm not trying to poo poo a 50 40 or 40 50 90 guy, um, but you know, it was within a system and is very functional. And I mean, he's he's had some injury problems too, um, you know, with that foot, like they could have has never played right. more than 75 and, games in a season. Played 64 last year. Not to say like he's a, you know, whatever, but like he's an older rookie too. Like he's not like, it's not like he's a 23 year old that they just let walk for this amount. Like he's 27, 26, right? Um, which, whatever, but like, yeah, it still does kind of matter. Um, shouts to him for getting paid for sure. He earned it, but like I don't think I mean I, I it is kind of tough to swallow that he's going to Indiana who you're going to be playing a lot. Like I would feel better if he had gone to a Western Conference team and did this, but that isn't you made a, you made a t- another team in the East stronger. So that does hurt you. Um but being able to get some assets back for that. I I like I said to you before we started recording like I'm interested to see if they're able to use any of that to get another role player. They don't really need to be drafting more guys. Like they need ready to go players now. So um, maybe they can leverage that into getting a guy um, mid season or something. Because I think that's. I don't know if we'll have in this off season maybe, but I think it's just good assets to have. But yeah, I don't. I don't think I want Malcolm Brogdon for that. Um, and I think if you really you know look at the Bucks roster in general, I think they've done a really really good job of identifying guys that they can bring in and fit in their system. They've done that the last two years. You know, whether it's Bledsoe two years ago, it was Miritich, George Hill, like midseason, they've, that, that group has done an excellent job, I think, and it, it has gone kind of under the radar as far as a team that's been able to on-the-fly add and has acquired based on fit. And they know the fit now with... Um, with Budenholzer's system, and I think they're going to identify and add based on that. 
And I think Brogdon is just a right. very so, good version of something that they could also probably get decent replacement level value for during the uh, you know season based on how their guys are playing. So I, in a nutshell, agree with you here. And we were talking about this a little bit before because right before we started recording, the yeah. George Hill signing came out. And here's why I have a problem with it is that with George I, Hill. I, uh, or Brogdon. I also have cool in yeah. combination with one another. But then I also have a question that I don't really understand: is why did the Pacers agree to do a sign and trade with this? Because they didn't have because they got him for an extra year. But it was four years. They could have just signed him four years outright. So why did like what what was the point in them giving up a first and second rounder for for him? Oh, like I see what you mean. If, if the Bucks were going to match, then just, okay, well, we're screwed. We're not going to get Malcolm Brogdon. Maybe it was just the Bucks were kind of playing a game of uh, of chicken. It was just like, okay, are, are, are you – if you don't do a sign and trade with us, we're just going to match it and we're going to keep him. Yeah. If you'll do a sign and trade, then we'll match it and we'll trade him to you. So, like, that must have been the conversation. Um, but what I don't like – or I guess if if I was just faced with two options, pay George Hill ten million dollars a year and get a first rounder, or pay Brogdon twenty one million dollars a year by himself. I think the ceiling's Is higher it? with Brogdon, and that's why I don't feel as good. I think so, just because Brogdon, to your point, he has yeah. inherent risks with him. But George Hill, as good as he was in the playoffs, and I think this oh be a for sure case of recency bias. He was he was great in the playoffs. Like he was better than Bledsoe, so it's like okay, well now we have some insurance to Bledsoe. We have a starting caliber point guard, George Hill, and I don't know if that's necessarily true. If you think of what he did with the Kings, no, really he's been nothing that spectacular. And with the Cavs, he's, before he's that, been well, he's know, been, so what, but what? I mean, if you get where he was with Utah and Indiana before that, like you get that back. Which I mean, that was kind of what he was like in the playoffs for sure. Um, and he's been banged up. He's right, been so banged up too there, for like a version of considerable portions between that King stuff too. And I think, um, but no, your your point's not wrong. Yeah. So I just Brogdon. There's risk associated with him. He's not young, but if you pay for him for four years, you're paying for four years of Malcolm Brogdon's theoretical prime. It's when he's yeah, twenty six. But I think we saw the best of and him. You're and getting him. I don't think it's getting better. I. He's gotten better every year since being mm-hmm. in the league. He's gotten better in the in. He's gotten better in almost every statistical category. He's he's shot better from three. He shot better from two. He's taken more shots. Well, that's more of it. Points. They're I getting mean, him more shots, and yeah, he's a board. he's a super efficient player. No, but like, he's. Right. So, wouldn't you rather have that? I, I would just personally. I understood letting him get away and getting some assets in return. If you're like, we just know we're going to have to pay Giannis $50 million in a year, and we are going to be against a hard cap considering we also had to pay Middleton and we brought yeah. uh, and we brought Lopez back. So we're just going to have to let these guys go. But to say I'd rather pay $10 million for well for george hill instead of 21 than brogdon i tend to lean towards i'd rather just work over the extra 10 million dollars a year and get a guy 
that's capable of doing the stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the my other piece of this, too, that I look at is, like, Sterling Brown was really good the beginning of the playoffs, and then when Brogdon came back, they, I mean, his role was gone. I, I mean, I think there's partially an idea that Sterling Brown's going to take on some of that Brogdon role, too, and just have a more expanded role on this team next year. Because, I mean, really, when you look at the Bucks roster, not to say like that they're, but like a lot of their role players, there's a ton of redundancy across the board on those guys. Like, and that's what I was speaking to of like the fit piece is just like they have redundancies and just like there, there, there were guys at the end of the bench there that I don't think are bad players. There just isn't minutes, and it's just like what they bring. They have other you know guys that do it a little bit better, but you know they're younger players as well. Um, and like from that perspective, like that's that's kind of one side of this too. I look at like, well, let's see if Sterling Brown. He's much cheaper and try for a year. If it doesn't work, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go out there and we'll acquire someone too. Um, and you could probably get someone on the cheap at the deadline or you know in the wrong situation, whatever the case may be. Um, and there might be you know they might still have the ability to do something too if they. Um, you know, maybe we're to move Urson's contract and try to um, get get another guy somewhere in the uh, with their. Uh, they uh, I think they still have their other exception. They're able to use maybe. I have to look I at seeing what with all of this. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's too early to really break down like what's left. I mean, it's just like we're just getting literally blasted with. <laughs> Woj tweets, you know, whatever every you know, last two first two hours were literally just Woj bomb after Woj bomb. We're kind of shell shocked, but so let's talk about the Pacers and then. By no. Well, I did want to say one more Jazz thing is that you also have to like Pat Connington too yeah. was really really good for them in the playoffs. So like I think it's just like they're gonna have other guys fill that role too. Like it's just like there's. The Bucks do have a lot of really nice role players on their team. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I and I just don't think that. they were that bad um, without so Brogdon in the beginning of the playoffs. Like I don't, th- and Brogdon wasn't doing anything against Toronto that saved them. Like it wasn't like, oh man, the Bucks would have been blown out. You know, or they Bucks wouldn't have won those first two games. It wasn't for Malcolm Brogdon. It was, I mean, it's Middleton and uh, and Giannis, obviously, but like. And Eric Butzo's got to play better next time, you know, in some of those like more clutch moments. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, if he, if he's not playing better yeah. in the playoffs, that team's in trouble regardless. But at least you have, yep. you got Middleton, you got Giannis. You're making Giannis happy. Uh, so the Pacers get Brogdon. They were rumored to be yeah. Ricky Rubio's sweepstakes going into free agency, who ended up signing three year fifty which is wild. million dollar deal with the Suns, which. <laughs> Godspeed Yo, right? to you, Phoenix. Godspeed. If you would have told me that Ricky Rubio is going to sign $17 million a year, I would have said you are absolutely Almost like saying Kelly Oubre is going to get four for 60. Oh, my land. Uh, Phoenix is... Oh, that is a bad They deal. needed a point guard. You know, good for Ricky. I like Ricky... Here's the thing too. I I've like never Ricky been a Ricky Rubio. fan. Like I like. I think him he's a nice person. person. Yeah. I think he's pretty. Like, I think he's cool. I think that 
if he could shoot, I would be a bigger fan. But damn, that's a lot of money for a guy. That and is really is can't is shoot. below maybe average whatever. on defense. He leaves. Yeah, him and him and Devin Booker is not going to be is, at the back. They're going to get. Oh my! But no, maybe because no, you know, who knows what their team is going to look like? But um, the D'Angelo suitor, there's that's one less, so that that's a good thing for the Timberwolves, I guess. But the Pacers. They obviously get this deal with Brogdon. Are they? Is he going to play point guard for them? They don't have a point guard. Yeah, instead of signing with the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, back to PJ's corner for one second. Yeah, Darren Collison re- retired before going <laughs> deciding to sign with the Bulls. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I would that's retire than joining the Bulls right now as well. Then playing for Jim Boylan, I would retire. How mad do you think? Thad yeah. Young was. He's like, man, we were both. Gonna I don't know, man. I think that Young's a really good pro, <laughs> like, and nah. like that will be fine for them. I think that he has the veteran, the quote unquote veteran presence, and is like a good dude to help learn from some of those. Like those guys can learn from. Um, because I I hope I don't think Robin Lopez is coming back, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, and if Thad Young's third year isn't really guaranteed, I agree with that. He's a guy that can fit well next to their current roster while you have them yeah. still paying Otto Porter and a lot of years left on Levine's contract. And so I, I agree. He's, and he'll be – They needed a good veteran. And he's good enough to – I mean, he stretches three. And I, we won't, I'm literally going to spend 20 more seconds talking about Bulls and Thad Young because it's more important stuff. But like, he can like, he can complement, I think, to – or you can play him with Laurie or with Wendell um, in the front court. And he can even play – like kind of a weird, th- you know, him and Otto could all like he he fits well enough and is serviceable, um, and will just like help I think with some of the defensive burden anything like that's just he's gonna be like that's gonna be his big focus, I think is just being kind of the a uh, help defender with some of that. But him and Wendell like they play together like they'll they're gonna shut down some dudes. Yeah, they yeah. fit. Okay. Pacers. Jeremy Lamb. They get Brogdon. I don't know if he's going to – it seems as though he is going yeah. to play point guard for them. Which, good good luck to you. That's a little odd. Uh, I don't know. Actually – You know, okay. I mean, I know but, he's done that a little bit for the Bucks. I'm just saying if he's like – for the next four but wouldn't years, you, he's but, but wouldn't, I mean, like if you think of like him – like Old Depot's their primary ball handler for a lot of it too. I mean, like the two of them together – I mean, Old Depot's for all functional purposes will be the point guard, I think, though. But like the two of them together can kind of split that, and I don't think that's actually like I don't think that's the worst. And like they kind of, I think, defensively will be good. Like him and I think him and Old Depot together will play really well together. I do not understand what they'll do kind of around that, though. I mean, like. Well, so it seems like their starting their starting lineup is likely going to be Brogdon, Oladipo, T.J. Warren, Sabonis. Yeah, but tell me how Jeremy Lamb fits in that. Tell me how Jeremy Lamb fits in that. Problems. Well, so you're you're on the off the bench. You're gonna yeah, have no Doug thanks. And Jeremy Lamb, a lot of shooting. I mean, it's a, you you have some shooting. Jeremy Lamb. He benefited from having a really good yeah. contract <laughs> yeah. with the Hornets. Yeah. Oh, thousand percent. That's that is what happened, and that's why they paid him, and they didn't want to pay for Bogdanovich, who went 
to the Jazz which on a four-year is, deal for $73 million, which is a lot of money. But Dude, Bogdanovich um, and Joel Ingles. He's going to get – he is The most stout three-point yeah, shooting team. My goodness. <laughs> With with um, no, yeah. dude, Jazz are. I'm, it's pretty. I know. Dude. I hate on the Jazz. <laughs> so yeah. They are yeah, gonna man. be so good next year because they have a, they have a lot of depth. Obviously, Gobert is defensive player of the year twice in a row now. He's a, the best center defensively in the league. And well, Donovan, 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 Donovan better. We haven't talked about a sneaker. We haven't talked Donovan about sneakers, Mitchell. But those are. Donovan Mitchell is ones, no longer allowed to take bad shots. Is the one thing with this team, that team. No, you are not Kobe anymore, dude. You yeah. got to let Conley yeah. set you up a little bit. If you need to go scorched earth with some second units, sometimes that's great. But they now have the flexibility that like there is not one single moment that they should not have Bogdanovich, Conley, or. Donovan Mitchell. Well, two of those, those four, two of those four should always all, be on the court. But they can, they sh- those guys can all create. So I'm interested to see what um what happens. They're, they're gonna, gonna be drop. Really they're probably the yeah the Jazz are gonna get rid know, of favors. So it'll be interesting where he goes to. White, right? Even though I think Derek Favors is kind of um, trash. So I'm just going to rattle off some more signings here. So Al Farouk, what are the Magic doing? Who so knows, man. They re-signed Vucevic on a four-year, $100 million deal. They, they re-signed Terrence Ross yeah. to $54 million over four years, and they signed Al Farouk Aminu. And they still got Mozgov. $10 million a year over three years. And they drafted a forward. They have. They are capped out. They have Jonathan Isaac. Right, they so saw Aaron Gordon. Mbamba, how... Bam. So all your young guys, you're essentially putting them in a position that you're like, all right, you're getting no – you're oh, not going to get dude. anything from these I guys. mean, but when have we thought the Magic have had a plan? I have no idea, man. It's – The one move I liked from them is getting Mark Sort of, yeah. What? Yeah, just go – but he is the – like unquestionably the number one overall He was unquestionably? He obviously had some – Crazy was, shit I mean, going. There was questions, and then there were more questions afterwards. Well, no. Who going into that draft was like, yeah, Mark Allen. The Celtics wouldn't take number one. So the Celtics knew Jason Tatum. Okay, fair enough. But I don't. I mean, every. I bet you, if I went back and searched and found a hundred articles about that draft. 95% of them would have him number one. And I think that if you went and listened to podcasts about you and I or others talking about that draft... It'd Guy be that no one saw. But I don't remember really... And maybe I'll be revisionist history on this. Like I don't remember really... Be, I, it was more like in the context of... I, it, lo- it looks like Markel is going to be the number one. I mean, I was super high on Jason Tatum... No, I like Lonzo. Lonzo. I didn't think Lonzo was going to yeah. go once the Sixers got it. Yeah, I mean, the getting getting uh, Markel made sense for the Sixers, and I thought that was, yeah for sure was going to be what happened. But I mean, I liked Jason Tatum for sure. I mean, obviously my my Duke bias had everything to do with that. But um, speaking of Duke bias, JJ Redick mentioned this earlier. He goes to the Pelicans, thirteen million dollars. Oh, they're going to be so fun. Cap space. That is 
so you you we talked about how great of a league pass team. They're not just going to be a league pass team because they got a lot of Duke guys, but I know that that's going to be a big reason. Yeah, Brandon Ingram, JJ Redick, Zion, Frank Jackson, and Zion, Julia Okafor. They're basically (laughs) the Duke All Star team, man. Yeah, don't forget them. They honestly are pretty damn close. They're like my. Just get our. If if the Pelicans would have kept the four pick and and. R.J. Barrett would have fallen one more They should just be turned to the New Orleans Blue Devils. They wore Duke jerseys. They'd be better than their jerseys. No question. Dude, I've looked at getting a Zion jersey, and I just can't do it, man. He's not going to play in New Orleans forever. But by the time he's not in New Orleans, I'm not going to be. I'm going to be out of the jersey game, of basketball jersey game. Oh, you're there's a there's a timeline on that. Yeah, I. Yeah, I kind of feel like thirty. I don't know if I can wear anymore? jerseys anymore, like NBA jerseys. Shit, dude. It's, it's like that, or once you have a kid, I can't decide. Like those are the two, like kind of things. I feel like you can start wearing. Them <laughs> yeah. When you have a kid. Well, it's more like. Yeah, because it's like then the kid wears jersey, maybe, wears jersey too. Maybe. Like, Maybe that's the case, but uh, I think it's the hate. There's a a stretch, but is between you turn thirty when you have a child, and if you have a child before thirty, then you're good. Yeah, but the kid's not gonna be able to wear one right away, man. (laughs) Not with that attitude. They got little baby jerseys. You can get those. That's not hard. I don't think you can get them from China like you and I do, Mm, though. Like I don't think you can get the because the kids are making them. It's kind of the kids are making them, so it's a little bit insensitive (laughs) to like have them make jerseys that they could wear. Right, dude. I wanted one thing to break while we were on this. I wanted like to know where Al Horford was gonna go while we were recording. The minute we started recording, which is fine. For Uh, once, we won't be like out. We won't have an outdated podcast like. 10 minutes after it releases you're there dude to jinx it yeah to try to reverse jinx it into happening but you know smart uh derrick rose two years oh i'm so mad he's known the pistons i'm happy for derrick rose it sucks i'm happy for him and he should if they're like all right we're gonna have you do the same thing you did with the timberwolves and we're gonna put you on the second that's ish smith's team that's perfect that's ish smith's unit (laughs) <laughs> well, no. What they need to do is get anymore. they need to bounce Reggie uh, Jackson's bum ass off that team, and then, dude, then it'd be fine. If you thought, if you had heard, so if I'm you had heard, off a few other like deals. seven years ago, that Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose were gonna be on the same team together, or nine years ago, let's say, yeah, Blake Griffin, Derrick Rose, you'd be like, oh, get out of here. Yeah, like rest of the league, yeah. Or something really weird. Like that's such a fake 2K team you just made, man. So I am, uh, I shouldn't be, but I am in disbelief that the Wizards signed Thomas Bryant to a twenty-five million dollar year. I'm. That's another thing that's crazy is that you're uh, you're you're amazed that the Wizards did something dumb basketball. Like you saying, like what are the Magic doing and what are the Wizards doing? Are like those are basically just recycled. NBA headlines for the last eight years. I am. It's. I'm not trying to be on an <laughs> island with this. I'm just saying. 
That is a stupid ass contract. From the team that signed Jan Mahimi. We already have Ian Mahimi. <laughs> From the makers who brought you yeah, Jan Mahimi's contract comes Thomas Bryant's <laughs> third year, twenty-five million deal, which is that bad. I, I I like Thomas he Bryant. Played on a dog shit. He played on a absolute. Dog he was good shit for them last year, though. Did not play. For the Wizards, he, he was, was decent. I don't, but I, I don't even care if he was good. Why? You don't, you can't pay him. You let him go. You Are you saying he's a Sam Whiteside? The league minimum. I'm saying you let Why? a guy like that go because you can't pay an extra seven or eight million bucks for a guy that is not. He gonna is really going to help them. He's going to be their starting. He's a starting caliber. Dude, center three for twenty-five. Oh, man, if he is your starting that. center, isn't bad. No, right, but I don't think that he's – I'm not sold that he's good I think I think you're being a little harsh on him. I think it's – I think there's – I mean, him being right, bad on the lake. We just got done talking about Al, Al Farouk Aminu, $10 million a year. No, much. no, no I didn't say it was too much. Do I don't think Al, I don't think that's a bad deal for Al Farouk, Al Farouk Aminu. I just think – I don't get why the Magic are the ones that are going to be signing those checks for him to just have that deal. Oh. Fair enough. Also, yeah, uh, okay. Blazer, just Blaze. Um, what did they do? They resigned Rod- Rodney Hood. They damned to an extension. And they it. signed... Um, why am I blanking on it now? Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, there's been so much. No, they signed someone else that I like. Um, they signed... Uh, well, where is it? Um... Oh, jeez, there's been so much. It's like nestled. Well, they, oh, they yeah, Bazemore. Yeah, so Bazemore re-signed Rodney Hood. Thank you. Yeah. So. Yeah, so they they have yeah. some competent role players for they that team. Dame, they have yeah. good shooting. Uh, the real question with them is, do you make a run at Kevin Love? I thought there would be more chatter about that tonight. And personally, I think that's a really good fit. You get a guy that has a much higher ceiling, and if you had to give up a Zach Collins first, and see, I don't want to trade Zach Collins. I wouldn't want to trade Zach, Zach Collins. And Nassir well, I'd trade this year little for sure. I do. I have. I. I'd feel. And Meyer and and Myers Leonard. I don't think why would contract. Cleveland do that? But I'm saying if it's I have to include bad. Zach Collins, which I think they would have to for sure. I don't know if. Uh, well, the ca- the Cavs no, I get what the Cavs would do young, with Zach Collins. Sure. No, I'm saying players. like if oh. um if I'm Portland, I'm a little bit like, yeah, I mean we can, yeah, get a really good stretch for eighteen and ten. But I think you lose. I think you're that gives me more lineup flexibility. And no, I, I think, but I think you're losing players. something. Like I think Zach Collins like was kind of like a badass in the playoffs, like on on defense, like more so than I thought ever when I thought of Zach Collins. Right. I think they can make that. I feel like they can find a deal that would work without having to get up. Then I'm down for that. Yeah, Zach basically Collins. that would be the... Like, if you keep Zach Collins and you give up Myers Leonard, Nasir Little, a future first, and maybe one other... Yeah, I would do that for Kevin sure. Love. I mean, if, it, if you're the Cavs, I'm probably, maybe they could get something more for him, or maybe they hold out to the deadline and see what they can get. I mean, I, I don't know. I just... If I'm the Blazers, I'm trying to make that happen. Uh, KP signed despite 
when he initially got traded to Dallas saying, <laughs> it's like, there's no way in shit, dude, that you off a torn ACL are not going to take a five-year max. Took a five-year max, five-year $158 million deal to pair next to Luka. So that's going to be fun to watch. It immediately makes Dallas a little bit more of an intriguing team. Um, we got Tobias Harris, which we mentioned, five-year $180 million. Well, that's a lot of money, but yeah, yeah you got to do it. Um, and then we got Julius Randle to the Knicks for yeah. twenty million dollars so, a year. So also we're sitting here at seven fifty three. Um, and we haven't talked about it yet, man. So I think this is the only way we have to end it because it's something new. We've covered all the signings, I think, so far. It's happened, right? You got them all. So, man, where are you yep. sitting right now with the prospects that I think for sure. I don't know. We're, we were talking before. I was feeling how it's going to happen, but it, it kind of feels like to me that the T-Wolves are going to find a way to get D'Angelo Russell. So uh, this tweet that you just texted me, but I, I had yeah. just saw this on Twitter too. Um, I don't know how, how long do we have to work. hold off to uh, wait? Because I, I think it would only be right if some D'Angelo Russell news could break while we're on the pod. It'd be it the best moment you've had since we started recording I, this pod as a Timberwolves fan. <laughs> as an adopted Timberwolves fan, it'd be the best thing is the Angela Russell side. I mean, it was cool when they signed Todd. When they Gibson traded for Jimmy years ago. That was when cool they traded for him. And that was awesome This would be too. better. Yeah. This would be I a mean, guy I, saying I he was, wanted to come to your like team, Jimmy, not just being, you know forced to go there. So I will Will you buy a D'Angelo Russell jersey if he uh, signs to the Timberwolves? Well, I only got two years. Well, that's my rule. You can have a different rule. You're your own person. Taj Gibson, two years. Yo. (laughs) No. (laughs) They're going to have the all-power forward team. Taj, my guy. You got $28 million from the Timberwolves, and you are getting $20 million. The Knicks love giving former Bulls players money. Here's the oh, thing, I know. Though. He's really good. Like, that is a good guy to have in your locker room. That's great. I'm bummed that we could, like, I thought he was going to go ring chase, so that's a, too bad. Well, actually, you know, maybe the Knicks will win. I really just want Robin Lopez to go to the, that way. to the Lakers. I think they're, yeah, as opposed to the Celtics. Who's rumored to Robin would be a good fit for the for the Celtics, but I'd want to be on the Lakers because I want I'm be I'm not I'm be rooting for the Lakers more than the effing Celtics. Right. So my thing on D'Angelo Russell, it seems as though so the tweet was, was story. um uh from from an Instagram story that Cat sent out that was a loading screen. Yeah, on his, on his so IG story. Those guys have been talking. They are good friends. Uh, this, like, I see all the down, like, there's downside to D'Angelo Russell. We have one year of really good production out of him, so you don't know what you're getting. Small market team with Minnesota. If you have a chance to get a guy like him coming off of a year that he was an all-star, 21-7 and seven a game with not playing that many minutes, uh, and really young and really great friends with your all-star center that you're trying to build around, with no clear vision for what your point guard position is going to look like in the future, he fits us. He fits the Timberwolves very, very well. 
would love to see them make that happen. They need to either trade Wiggins or some combination of Diang and Teague to make it happen. I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, there have been rumors on Zach Lowe's podcast he's done and others that say that the Timberwolves are trying to make this happen. Mark Stein reported earlier tonight that uh, they're trying to find a trade suitor to make it happen. I do not know. I do not know um, how they're going to do it. But um, yeah. I don't know, man. I want it to happen. I'm all for it. The unfortunate part is that even with the D'Angelo Russell and Wings plus Cat, they're probably still not going to make the West the is so good. Because yeah. <laughs> the West is so good. Because I was thinking about it today. But I, I think with D'Lo and I think and D'Angelo and Cat, like that's a that's at least a core. Yeah, you can build around. Like I, you can sell me on like that if that's hitting on a really high cylinder if cat's really good for a full year not just second half cat when they're eliminated yeah. from the playoffs basically like contention um if he's like that that, that thing's humming like they can be an eight seed again yeah they they have a chance and they would be they more importantly i think it's a really yeah. fun brand of basketball with ryan saunders yeah to around like if you told me two years from now devin booker's gonna be pissed and wants traded, do you know where he's going to want to get traded to? Probably Minnesota if they have D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. The three of them are all friends? The same reason that Kyrie... Yeah. I mean, Devin Booker played with Cat. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but I guess it's Devin Booker and D'Angelo Russell friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those, like, that... For that reason, like... Would you trade uh, Covington's um, deal, though, for... To get rid of Wiggins, like to get to basically, if, if Robert Covington is like to, you have to lose him to like get D'Angelo Russell. Is it still worth it for you? If you can get off of Andrew Wiggins' contract, it's just that's you you're just hell bent on like, that I, piece I really of it. Like Robert, I really, I really like Robert Covington, and that is a one of the more valuable contracts. You know, not. If you're taking away like top tier guys in the NBA, that is there are very very few three and D guys, and by three and D I mean like a guy that's consistently shot forty percent from three. And besides being hurt last year, obviously that sucks. But forty percent from three, rebounds pretty well, defends multiple positions. Was on an All NBA team two years ago. So Robert, but if you have to give him up to get rid of four years of a guy that is a negative player. That's making a max. Yo, I just saw a tweet it. about it. the rumor of Wiggins going to the Warriors. I guess sign and trade scenario where Wiggins goes to the Warriors. Three-way sign and trade. Katie to the Nets. D-Lo. Wiggins to the Warriors. Yeah. D'Lo to the Wolves. That's absurd, but... <laughs> Draymond Green would <laughs> eat Wiggins alive if that happens. You think he Jimmy Butler was mean? <laughs> Seriously, that would be unbelievable. Kawhi Leonard will not take any meetings with teams today as he'll ramp up process over the next couple of days. Oh, no. Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, I do I want to... My ideal scenario. Actually, Wait, what's this? What's this? this is like Roco tweet. What's this? 
though nothing actually happened. Our friend friend of the pod, Will Ducey, is saying he just with some of these rumors about D'Lo going to the Timberwolves, it's like you might have to sweeten the deal with Rocco, and maybe you have to get a third team involved. So maybe maybe the Nuggets are involved. Oh, that's all he's saying. <laughs> yeah, he's a he is he wants. If Robert Covington gets traded, he wants him to be a nugget. That's all he's saying. But I don't – look, I mean, say am what? I crazy to say that, though? Like, Andrew Wiggins' contract is one of the third worst in the league. Him, Chris Paul, John Wall, those Tough are the Toughest – the hardest to trade. I don't think it's the worst. Close. Chris Paul is definitely for okay. sure. So they're, they're, they're the toughest to yeah, trade. Yeah, like most untradeable right now, yeah. I mean, I – Okay. I mean, I would say some of the uh, contracts on the uh, Heat are pretty bad. On the Hornets are pretty bad. I mean, I guess some of those are ending more so. So, um, maybe. Maybe current state, like, longevity-wise. like So, maybe untradeable also equals worse. But I still think... I still believe in Andrew Wiggins. And if he ended up on the Warriors, it would make me... So happy because I'm I'm straight up gonna buy a jersey, yeah. Because he's gonna win a championship, and I'm gonna buy a jersey on and for, of Andrew Wiggins for whatever team he gets traded to from the Timberwolves. So I'm gonna become the biggest Andrew Wiggins fan once he get, leaves the Timberwolves. Wow, that if what drove you to buy a Warriors jersey <laughs> was buying just to make just for a joke and despite uh, you, yeah, I I do it. It's definitely something I do. I know for and, a fact uh, you throw 20 bucks at that. Nope, not, I would do it. think twice about it. Yeah, it's pre-ordered. In fact, I would go as far as to say if, as if Andrew Wiggins somehow didn't get traded to the Warriors until you would break the rule old, for that. You might, <laughs> just, you might break just give you crap. It would be ironic, too, though, if yeah. they're doing all this, is that, like, D'Angelo Russell is the clear example of, like, a reclamation project of a guy, like, don't, like, sell on a dude that's, like, not even 24 yet, who maybe struggled early. Like, granted, he's younger than Andrew Wiggins, I understand. Um, but if, yeah, second chance in a different setting, if Andrew Wiggins has gets that, which he will. So there is, there's also a version of this that they keep Wiggins and they're able to get D'Angelo Russell, and that's going to be very interesting to see. Although, with all the rumors that are going on, I feel like, Wiggins being out the door is something that has to happen because if I'm Andrew Wiggins, I'm like clearly the front yeah. office is trying to get rid of me. Like, should what I read? What am I gonna do with all this? But no, man, I'm. I would love to. I just don't know. I don't have yeah. a great feeling about yeah, it happening tonight. So then let's sure. close on this. A statement from Knicks president Steve Mills. While we understand that some Knicks fans could be disappointed with tonight's news, we continue to be upbeat and confident in our plans to rebuild the Knicks to compete for championships in the future. Through both the draft and targeted free agents. And also, we're going to be the first. All power forwards, all even though we had a really dope power forward named Chris Stops that we got rid of. To dump salary. And because he didn't want to be there. Oh, that trade. That trade just looks... I said, I said it, I said it when it happened, man. I said if they... If they didn't sign KD, then it was a dumb. It was a bad trade. I stand by it. They have to have the worst roster. Nope, still Magic. 
based off the sign. Always side, magic. They are. The what? Mag- no. Miami is finalizing a spot sign and trade with Philly. Miami's. Oh Portland. boy. There we go. So let's let's hold on here. We're gonna. Yo, Jimmy, to the following Dwayne Wade's footsteps. That's. Jimmy's a fuck. What a. How mad is Daryl Morey? Daryl Morey's not that mad. B. Kind of sucks, but nah. I mean, it sucks, really? but it's whatever. Uh, good for Pat. Pat Riley, dude. I don't. Good for you, man. So they're gonna get. They're gonna get out from one or two bad contracts here, <laughs> and get Jimmy Butler. Who Goron? Really gonna get Goron and Hassan? Jimmy's such a fuckboy. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It's going to be it's it seems like it's going to be Drogic. It's Josh Richardson know. as trade Jimmy Butler to the Heat sending Josh Richardson to the 76ers. They have Probably. to be sending more than that. That's the Shams tweet. So, the Clippers, uh, one thing that was kind of rumors, Clippers essentially getting... Or Clint. Oh. Jimmy. Jimmy and Kawhi and pairing them together. So, I think this is really, really, really... This is obviously bad news for Houston. This is worse for the Clippers. This tells me that it, this increases the odds of Kawhi going to L.A., to the Lakers, because now who are you? Who are you pairing Kawhi with? Uh, Al Horford. In LA? So it could be Al Horford. Which isn't bad, man. Why? Which is not bad if you, especially if they, if they go into the tax to re-sign some of their guys. Clippers could. Still yeah, they really bring good. back Pat Bev. If you get, if you add a Al Horford and bring back Pat Beverly. Yeah, they would be an incredible. It's a good. It's a really big, good team. Defensive team is. Yeah. Um. Huh. But so Jimmy just is so Jimmy's just straight up Miami. gonna be the guy that got paid a lot and is just gonna hang out and fall, and take over Dwayne Wade's footsteps in Miami. Well, dude, D Wade may come out of no, retirement to play with him. They he's were not coming today. Dwayne Wade's been drinking nonstop since he retired. He's not coming back. He's, well, don't she's he's a, still a, still um, a professional athlete. I know. I'm just fucking with you. So wow, this has been fun. This is fun. This is Dude, such a great. Night. I can't believe Jimmy did that. That's so funny. It just makes me believe everything I've ever said about Jimmy Butler. Reaffirmed everything. So do you know what's kind of funny about all of this is that when Jimmy Butler was up for, you know, go does this whole score sure thing with the Timberwolves and then it's like, all right, I want to go to Miami. And then I forget the other teams. Miami was one of them. They was like, these would be my preferred trade destinations. Obviously ends up going to Philly, but the rumor was that it would be a package centered around Josh Richardson that the Timberwolves get in return if they were to trade him to Miami. They ended up trading him to Philly. I think they got a better deal out of Philly. 
Al Horford to the Sixers. Yo. Al Horford, four-year, $109 million to the Sixers. Jimmy signed for a four-year, $140 Jeez, news, bombs. We can't stop recording yet. So, turns out... How's that going to work? The the way to beat Al Horford, if you're the Sixers, is signing him. Al Horford can't stop. Can't shut down JoJo if he's on the same team. (laughs) So... Wow. I mean, they're going to make that work. I mean, he's a strike. He can shoot threes. Al Horford can play next to Embiid. So you're going to play Tobias at the three. So it's going to be Josh Richardson at the two, playing next to Ben Simmons, playing next to Tobias and Al Horford and Joel Embiid. It's pretty I mean, honestly, I do like the idea of like Ben Simmons and Al Horford playing like kind of in some lineups together. Wow. That was completely... Tell you what, shout out to Philly for being completely out of left field with these trades. Because them trading for Jimmy, them trading for Tobias, and now signing Al Horford in free agency, no one really expected that. No one talked about them signing Al Horford tonight. Yeah, there's got to be more for the yeah. They're I mean they're gonna get more out of this Jimmy trade because yeah, Josh Richardson isn't gonna be enough. They they need to yeah they need to make the dude the salary work. It's this is the day, and always will be, man. Why the NBA is the greatest. I have like tears. It's awesome. It's so awesome. Um, I thought the Sixers. I thought there was a chance that the Sixers ended up being abs like huge losers. How is that going to work with him and JoJo? Um, and I don't know. Like that's so weird. I mean, however, it's so good. I mean, yeah, but like, yeah, he there is. I don't think there is a single team, regardless of what players they have, that is not going to. Yeah, so Josh Richardson, Simmons, Harris, Horford, and Beat. That's the biggest starting five in the league, and they're all really good. I mean, like I think I think anything like Al Horford helps with the idea if like there's any like Joel and Beat. Like, you can kind of load manage Joel in a weird way with the older, you know, between Al Horford and him. Like it's kind of a good insurance policy that way. But like all those guys together, like that's interesting. Well, here's the other thing too is like. Embiid should not play more than like sixty-five games right. a season. They should be, they should. He should get the full Kawhi treatment every single year from here on out. Do you know who's really going to help with that? Yeah, but is Joel Embiid a better? Like, is one of those guys a better four? Like, that's the one weird thing. Like those two guys playing together. Like, I don't know if those two both feels like just modern NBA centers. Like, so you're just playing two centers. Yeah, maybe defensively, but if I don't, I don't think there are many fours out there that are gonna really be a I huge mean, problem for Al Horford, and he can space the floor. I mean, they they had spacing issues last year, right? Like you have Ben Simmons who cannot shoot. You have Jimmy that can't. Shoot I guess if you were to give me two, if you were giving me two interior GJ guys Redick. that could best play with Ben Simmons who can't shoot right now, it's probably like Al Horford, Gasol, and Joel. 
And Al Horford yeah. can shoot pretty well. I'll look up his how he shot from three last year, but like he he can he is serviceable from the three point line. Yeah. Yeah. So no, Al no Al Horford. Al Horford and no Al Horford and yeah, Ben Simmons in the pick and roll is gonna be nice. That's gonna help Ben out a ton. I'm just saying I don't know with like yeah. also having Joel Embiid on the court. It just seems like there's. I mean, you're not gonna be able to score inside on them. <laughs> no, I mean they're gonna be the they're gonna be one of the best defensive teams. My point in this, PJ, and I thought about this a lot since the finals. The Sixers were this fucking close mm-hmm. to making the finals. Damn. They were they were a Kawhi Leonard buzzer beater, hitting every single. It sucks for the Sixers that the uh, Giannis figured out how to score on Al Horford though. So. <laughs> That is too bad, but they still have, yeah, they have three guys true. they can throw at Giannis. Like, in, um, <laughs> that is too bad. But my where I was going with that is like they were this close to making the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and you can make the argument they lose to Milwaukee, which maybe they would have, but they were really close. And I don't think that this is marketably worse than having JJ and Jimmy. Like you have Al Horford, and you bring back Tobias, and. You have Josh Richardson. Like, that's pretty good. I mean, I don't know what else they're going to get back from Miami, and that's going to be interesting to see. But, man, this is great. PJ, let's uh, – we I, we could just keep going and hope other stuff that yeah. happens, but let's end on a high note, man. This has been great. Uh, we'll maybe yeah. have to – So we'll, have, we'll definitely try to do maybe something to do once we know what Kawhi did. Yeah, or may, if he ends up signing Tuesday, we'll have to do a quick pod then. But we'll 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 definitely come out with another podcast soon. Happy free agency, everyone! Rate and review us. Check us out on Twitter, uh, and we appreciate all the love. And we'll uh, dude, that was just I a just wild last like we'll, we'll fifteen minutes of it. That your reverse worked. It works really well. Worked so nicely. It didn't work the exact way that I wanted it to, but I'll take it, man. This has been fun. We'll, We'll talk soon, all right? Thanks, everyone.